0: Hello everyone and welcome to another interview. Today I have the uh, short notice pleasure, just like his fight is uh, happening on short notice. I guess we're doing an interview short notice. Uh, We've got Tanner, the bulldozer, bozer. First of all, Tanner, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: No worries, man. I don't got a ton going on right now.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you're fighting this week, uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, you're fighting on the Upcoming card, uh, we're going to be talking about that. But before we do, I just need to do all the, uh, the shout-outs. First of all, make sure you check out Uh, Ton of articles, excellent analysts. You're going to love it. Make sure you check us out on Patreon. It really does help us a lot when we have direct support. Um, allows us to do a lot of extra things. You get access to the Discord channel, all that stuff. Make sure you check out the merchandise website. Uh, get something that you'd like. There's a lot of stuff to choose from. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Like, comment, subscribe, everything. And also make sure you check out the link at the bottom of the fight site website for Hyperbrandfly.com. They are a both a uh, BJJ gi and no gi brand as well as a lifestyle brand. They have a lot of great stuff. Make sure you check them out. Uh, with that, let's actually get started on the interview. First of all, Tanner, uh, you're fighting against uh, Rafael Passau. It's short-notice fights, and uh, kind of with everything going on, everything is kind of a little bit messed up. Uh, first of all, tell us how you got the call and, um, you know, the process by which you got out there, how it worked out, and what the experience right now for you is like on Yas Island or Yes Island. I'm not sure what the, what the name is.
1: Yeah, it's on uh, Yas Island. Yeah. Um, I was offered the fight. Oh, I, wasn't, I, was, I heard about the potential to take this fight, maybe, Monday morning. Uh, so I went to the gym. That was the first day I could go back to the gym because in Canada, when you return from out of country, you have a 14-day quarantine that's mandatory. So I got out of quarantine, went to the gym, hit a really hard conditioning, like strength and conditioning session, And my coach said, yeah, you can take the fight if you want. Um, So we took it. Both my coaches were cool with it. And um, then it, it did come together, and I signed it a couple days later. So I signed it on, I think, the Wednesday. So I got offered it on Monday, trained Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then flew out on Thursday.
0: Damn. Um so it's short notice for you and for people who aren't aware, uh Tanner actually most recently competed uh and knocked out Felipe Linz and the uh Dustin Poirier versus Daniel Hooker card, which was just June 27th. So uh, I actually want to talk to you about that fight because you looked a fantastic, B, you looked to be in incredible shape, which is something that is kind of the opposite for a lot of fighters, uh, most recently due to quarantine and not being able to train properly. Uh can you talk to us about the lead up to that fight? Um how you came in looking in probably the best shape we've seen you in for a little while and the actual fight itself. Yeah, well,
1: because of the quarantine and all the things happening surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic, all I could really do was strengthen conditioning. Uh, for a long time before gyms reopened in Canada and uh, things were allowed again, I just was training a lot by myself and just doing strength and conditioning any way I could and just eating healthy. So I came in and in probably the best shape I've ever been because all I could do was do strength and conditioning for a few hours a day. I couldn't really do anything else. Uh, what, what, what else was the other parts to that question?
0: So with the strength and conditioning and, and coming in and really in really fantastic shape, um, the actual fight itself with the matchup, how did you prepare for the matchup itself in terms of game planning uh and actual execution in the fight
1: oh well i mean the execution turned out to be perfect although you know you can't plan to knock somebody out right away maybe you can if you're like francis and ganu but you can't if you're me so all i could do is try and um implement the things that would make him have to dance my dance and it didn't even come to that because i got him so early but I'm fine with that, obviously. That's the best case scenario um, of a fight. I win in a couple minutes, not have any damage. It's perfect.
0: Yep. Um, So I actually wanted to ask you about the finish. I'm not sure if it's something you saw in the fight and adjusted to. Um, That counter right over the top of his uh, lead left, uh, was it something you noticed that he was doing, uh, he was trying to kind of like duck down and throw the left and you, you timed that counter? Or was it you were throwing the right hand and it happened to catch him?
1: No, I, I knew that he liked to he, he used jabs fairly well and he should, and he's good at them. And he had a couple inches of reach on me, so his jab should be a little more effective than mine. But I knew that I could come over the top of his jab and uh, catch him with that overhand right. So I caught the timing for it. He threw that jab a few times, and it was a matter of just getting the timing and then being able to connect on it. I saw it, obviously, in the fight, but I'd also planned for it. He didn't necessarily do anything wrong. I just got
0: him. Well, that's... Yes, excellent. Um, so, with regard to this next fight with Pasau, um, I, I, you know, watching him fight, we've seen he's had a couple of fights, and you actually both have a common opponent in Cyril um, What kind of prep could you do for this fight with regard to game planning specifically, um, if any? And... Uh, what are your thoughts on the style matchup based on what you've seen versus in his fights with Don and uh, Jeff Hughes and if you watched it prior to UFC fights as well?
1: Yeah, so I trained really hard for three days, like a maniac for three days, just trying to get my body back in in shape. But in terms of game planning, yeah, you know, I talked to my coaches and we all have ideas and stuff, but how much could I really work on a game plan in three days? Probably not a ton. So I'm going to work on that out here over the course of the week. It's all good. You know, you can, as long as you have a game plan in your head and you rep it out a few times on pads, I've got a lot of fights. I know how to fight. All I have to do is go in there and fight. I'll, I'll find his rhythm. I'll, I'll figure him out and I'll be, able to, I'll be able to hopefully put in a decent night of work. Uh, what was the other parts of the question?
0: If you you know if you saw anything in his previous fights that you uh, specifically think that you might be able to take advantage of because he's a yes, much bigger there's, there's, yeah
1: yeah he's bigger he's bigger than everybody's bigger than me I'm a, I'm a small heavyweight so I hear about it all the fucking time that I should go down to two hundred five nah. uh, he yes he first of all he's a guy that is dangerous because he throws hard he's got a hard right hand. Uh, and he throws pretty recklessly and and in a way that makes him dangerous because he almost has no regard for himself at certain times. He throws a lot of spinning stuff. He's a wild guy. There's things I have to be weary of and I can't let him settle into. And yes, there's one or two things that I feel, at least in his previous fights, are glaring and I should be able to take advantage of. I'm not going to say what those are. Uh, whether or not he shored up those things. I mean, he could have. The last time he fought was in October. That's a long time ago. I can't go in with an overly concrete game plan. I just have to go in, trust that, you know, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago is in the best shape of my life and that my body's going to remember it. And I can just go in and fight him and win however I can. It's it's going to be nice to have a back-to-back payday, basically.
0: hmm and uh, speaking of, you know, people probably, like you said, are telling you constantly to to move down. And I, I actually disagree. Uh, you are someone who, you know, focused your style on striking. And I do want to actually talk to you about the development of your style over the course of your career. You use a ton of leg kicks very effectively, as we've seen in your fights already, just in the UFC, if you haven't seen his prior fights. Uh, you're, there's a lot of movement. And these are things that most heavyweights aren't necessarily capable of doing or defending against your speed and your movement. So uh, first, you know, coming up, I know that you have an interesting story of getting into martial arts and MMA in general um, with the EMT and deciding to become an EMT and then going back to fighting, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Yeah, um, that was in the
1: middle of fighting, though. That wasn't really
0: before. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just tell us about how you developed your style and training uh, mentality. I-, I would like to know more about that.
1: Well, I did karate growing up, so I favored striking right out the gate. But I, I don't know. I, I prefer watching striking over grappling as a whole. Of course, I have an appreciation for it. and I've, I, I'm, I consider myself well-rounded, even though you don't see the other mm-hmm. aspects of my, of my game too often. But, yeah, I prefer to strike. And I feel like against most guys, especially all these Brazilians with their black belts, who knows who's actually good and who's not. It's probably better for me to just keep it on the feet um i don't know how i've developed my style certain things just work for a guy and and your coaches see that and you just develop everybody develops uh, differently in different aspects and the footwork low kicks they're just things that i have and had an affinity for and of course i work at them really hard and do a lot of stuff to make them better and make myself more efficient at them but i think a lot of it a lot of it comes down to um just body type and what you end up just being better at doing naturally.
0: And the the when when you're when you are, I guess, normally training. um, How much I know that the mentality is kind of different and the, the philosophies on it different. How much I guess sparring to technical ratio is your training camp consists of usually?
1: Yeah, we spar. Um, every Sunday we spar and those are like I'll do like a, a good fight worth of sparring, whether it's like a good three five minute round. Sometimes I'll do three fives, take a break, do three more fives. If I don't have a fight coming up, I'll just do a bunch of rounds uh, with changing opponents. You know, sometimes you get shark tanked. We also do some sparring on Thursdays, which is usually after uh, like a grappling and combat jits kind of day so that's um, you're you're more tired when you go into that uh, sparring session as opposed to Sunday where you come in uh, fresh I guess two nights a week typically we do sparring
0: Um, and and I guess the back to the actual current situation it's it's interesting that you're one of the few people it seems to have not affected so it's just very interesting to see that and While while we're on the topic of you're in another country, this is the eighth or ninth country, different country you've been able to compete in. Uh, You fought all over the world. You know, you're uh, Canada and and Kazakhstan and, and, I mean, everywhere. Uh, First off, what was your favorite place to go and compete? Curious, just just as a personal question. I'm genuinely curious about that kind of stuff for the world Uh, travel.
1: Yeah, what was my favorite place to compete in, or just to go to?
0: Go to um, place you enjoyed when you were competing there.
1: Probably Australia. That was okay. that was nice. It was uh, nice outside. There was no COVID, so you could walk around and check stuff out. And yep. we stayed for um, stayed for a few weeks after, and uh, had had some fun there. Got to experience some stuff. So uh, fighting fighting in Brisbane, Australia, was probably. Uh, yeah, probably my favorite experience in a place that I went to to fight.
0: Um, the, the next question I have for you is, this, this is a short-notice fight. Uh, in the current you know climate with the pandemic and everything, are you looking to continue to take more short-notice fights considering everything that's going on and try and take advantage of it, uh, the, the, the situation? Or would you prefer after this fight, or just as a general statement, to have longer camps if possible
1: it depends what happens in this fight if i if i get banged up and i'm and i have injuries then i can't take a short notice fight and i'm gonna need time to heal which in turn will give me time to train you know maybe i can't maybe i can't (laughs) sorry these don't stay in my ears very good no worries um That would give me time to train. I might not be able to do everything, but I'll definitely be able to do some things and start working on whatever I can, really. If I come out of it perfectly unscathed, well, I'll play it by ear. If I get offered a short-notice fight, I might do it. I've never turned one down. So I'll have to play it by ear because now it'll... After I do another quarantine after this, it'll be like I haven't actually trained in, like, five weeks. So that's uh, getting to be a long time. So I'll, I'll play it by ear, but yeah, i gotta got to see what happens in this fight. I really doubt I'm going to get out of this one, like, unscathed. That's not going to happen to me twice. I'm going to be banged up, I'm sure. So I'll probably need a little bit of time off or have a bit of a medical suspension.
0: Well, hopefully not. But, um, you know, we'll <laughs> see. Um... The, the, I guess this is actually uh, one of the uh, questions I generally ask is how much uh, do you personally or do your team look into kind of scouting out opponents to try and schedule fights against? Um, do you attempt to find matchups that would favor you stylistically? Is it more you just, whatever they give you or they give you a list and they tell you three guys and they say, which one do you think would make sense? Um, Or do you or your team, you know, send them names that you're looking to, to fight to advance forward?
1: That's never been a thing. I don't know if that's a thing for some people. Maybe it is when you're, you know, ranked really high. I get told who I'm fighting and when, and I do it. That's what I do. I don't, I don't send a list of favorable matchups. I get, you think I thought Cyril Gan was a favorable matchup? Very fair I, I I accept any fight I'm I'm given and wherever it is I don't care I just do it.
0: I mean that makes sense considering that most fighters with most fighters but um I was always just curious um uh if if it's something fighters generally think about. Um uh the final question I have is is like you said you're going back hopefully you're going to be able to have a proper training camp again soon. Um when what is the current training situation going to be like is it closed to I'm much sure, I know like uh, I was talking to uh, Zach Kowski, He said Tristar is technically closed still or was closed until recently They were only letting the pro fighters in and stuff like that Is that the situation that it is with you and your camp and is or is it fully open at this point or is it opening up at least?
1: It's not fully open uh, it's open to a limited number of members you have to have a membership. In order to be considered a cohort, which is a current buzzword the government's using. And cohorts can train together and stuff. uh, Which is a certainly ambiguous term that they're using so that they can, you know, either let stuff go or get people in shit. Because no one knows what the fuck's going on. So, we are open to people who get memberships. And I don't know the exact number of people. There's a, a very limited amount of people who are allowed in each class. Uh, yes, our pro team is training as we are all cohorts. And, um, as far as I know, it's, it's, that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future at, uh, at our gym right now.
0: I got that. Um, it's not even, it's not open at all here. So I'm in New York city, so it's, oh, okay. opening up anytime soon. I train at Marcelo Garcia's in the city. Yeah. They, they're not no one knows so right yeah, oh, that sucks. yeah it sucks. Yeah, it is what it is but they're doing they're doing a lot for the people who are still able to pay their memberships um before we go um is there any sponsors i want to make sure if you have any sponsors outside of you know reebok or whatever they allow um that you'd like to shout out any you, you know the name of your gym whatever you'd want to shout out um please Sure. Uh, I
1: got my sponsors are PPS, that's Paul Pedal Services, BBN Consulting, Premier Built Garages, and Mealcraft. And my gyms are uh Little Sweatshop and our our fight team there is the Shaved Bears. And I train also at Lee's Muay Thai. My coaches are Jeff Montemiro and Kedro Nota, and my corners out here are Teddy Ash and KB Buller.
0: Awesome. Um Tanner, thanks so much for joining me. I actually really appreciate it. I know it was short notice and stuff. Um Usually I try to prepare a little bit longer, so I I do appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, uh, Before we go, everyone, again, make sure you check out the fight site. Make sure you check out Tanner Bozer's next fight against uh, Rafael Passau this weekend, uh, Saturday night. Uh, Also, make sure you follow Tanner on Twitter. Uh, What is your Twitter username again? At Bulldozer Bozer. Make sure you give him a shout. Um, Go support him. Really, I'm sure... Would appreciate it. And uh until next time, thank you for joining us for another Fightside interview. Uh and make sure you check out both the website, the YouTube channel, check us out on Apple spot, uh, Stitcher and Spotify, the merchandise website, hyperbrandfly.com. Tanner, again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man, no appreciate it. Thanks for uh thanks for giving me your lunch break here.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No problem.